Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast equivalent to a post-symbiotic relationship with a drinking problem. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? It's not a drinking problem, because there's no problem. You can stop whatever you want. (laughs) I am doing... Okay, I am better now that we are back here, back in the chairs, back ready to go for another edition of the Triple B. Glad to be back with my good brother over there. And as you can see, a couple uh, new and featured items around the set as well. Just adding a a couple little things, a a touch of... um, ambiance to the set here for the visual listeners you can check everything out for the audio listeners if you would just join us on our youtube page and the easiest way to do that is to go to beerbluesbs.com and then click the youtube image right there beerbluesbs.com so um before uh you know i ask you how you're doing and and how are things are going and 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 i know that you've been under the weather a little bit so i'm glad that you are feeling better uh couple things to talk about tonight uh wwe again aew again the damn snow and a few more things to come in the show yet but before we get there we have to get what's on tap, and we have to see how the hell are you doing, Howie? Well, I'm alive. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you're alive. In case uh, anybody hasn't told you today, I'm glad that you're alive. Yeah, it. Uh, last week was not a lot of fun. I had both a sinus infection and an ear infection. <clears throat> so those are awesome. Yeah, body trying to fight off two infections at the same time. It wasn't going well. So Howard's on, you know, a lovely dose of antibiotics that are also now kicking his ass. So uh, it's been a, been a lot of fun, Kidder. A lot of fun over here. Yeah. I am glad that you're having fun because there's, there's nothing better than Howard having fun. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so sad. But I'm glad that you're feeling better. Yeah, and uh, apologies to the listeners. There might be some hacking on Howard's end. 
still kind of limited on the breath. He's just going to be a little bit, a uh, little bit short winded tonight, which is not going to be a change. <laughs> uh, it does make things a little on the difficult side, you know. Um, so we'll we'll see. I will try to mute myself whenever I feel the cough coming on, uh, but I might not always be able to. So, so Kidder, what do you have on tap? Well, let's go ahead and <clears throat> come on over here to the Triple B fridge. Got a restock tonight. You you can kind of see at least the top layer of it here. Uh, a few items that we will dive into as we continue here on the Triple B. So I think for tonight... Let's see. Let's go with something that I'm not going to enjoy, most likely. <laughs> and I say most likely because this is an IPA. And a certain somebody laughs because of the uh, uh, borderline hatred for IPAs. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> Thanks for watching, by the way. Thanks for the like. Uh, so tonight's beer... I picked this out because it was in a, a sample pack, but I also chose this sampler because it is the New Belgium 1985 IPA. So at least it is the greatest year on the current calendar. It's the Voodoo Ranger, uh, apparently as well. But you take a look at this. He, he's got you know a skull and and uh, the the flipped up. A hat here, like a bomber hat almost, and the dueling cobras on the powder blue jacket. Yeah, it's a 6.7% alcohol per volume at 12 full ounces in this aluminum can of uh, Voodoo Ranger. I'm pretty sure I've had the Voodoo Ranger before, so I don't know if this is just the Voodoo Ranger and they're disguising it as something cool to get me to want to maybe try it <clears throat> or if it's uh, something different but uh, according to this new belgium brewing fort collins colorado and Asheville, north carolina or as justin roberts says north carolina uh it is an ipa with mango and spice and uh we're good to drink this so it says good by the by uh, uh, C bottom for enjoy by date, and I looked just to make sure. And uh, at least by the time this episode comes out, it'll still be good. So <laughs> I had to not make like sure. The, you know? uh, not like the Voodoo Ranger you uh, gave me that I had on the show not that long ago. I I, I don't know, man. Like <clears throat> it's not like the stuff has been sitting in my cabinet for 12 months so that's that's the baffling part i don't know so if this is the uh, voodoo ranger then uh cheers and uh, ipa but i smell the mango right off the top is is that kind of what uh, you experienced as well you know mine did have a citrus flavor but i i i guess i didn't realize it was mango so <coughs> It hits you right in the powder blue jacket. 
Pine Tree Central with a hint of mango. <clears throat> See, it's it's so IPA that it made me start singing. Hmm. All right, all right. I'm gonna try and uh, get that uh, get that down, and then have something else. Do you have uh, an alcoholic beverage this evening with your antibiotics? Uh, no. No, I okay. do not, because um, that would be stupid uh, to mix antibiotics and alcohol. Um, but in the least, trying to have something uh, somewhat fun on the show, uh, and I have had this on the show before, Kidder, but I uh, I broke out one of my Flying Cauldron uh, butterscotch beers, which are non-alcoholic, and it's like tasting or drinking, you know, liquid butterscotch. Fantastic. I kind of was regretting, though, Kidder, that I didn't have any vanilla ice cream. Because if you make, mm -hmm. like, the root beer float equivalent with mm -hmm, this stuff, mm -hmm. ah. mm. delicious. So uh, that's what I'm having is this old uh, soda standby. Hmm. Okay. That is acceptable. Although, sad that I haven't been able to try that myself. Well, Kidder, I happen to have a couple bottles uh, left, mm. so uh, I'll just have to remember to bring you one the next time I see you, and uh, yeah. you can try the Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. It's fabulous. Well, I'm excited to uh, to try it, so thanks for that, and yeah. then you can finally get our Christmas card. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I still have your Christmas gift, so <clears throat> only a, only a month late, right? <clears throat> well, you know, for for time travel whininess of this show, um, you know, we're only slightly late. You know, it is actually <laughs> technically it's it's we're still we're still recording this in uh, 2021, so the new year hasn't quite officially hit us quite yet. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Um. Mm. So Just barely hanging on to this god awful year. Yeah. So even though right now when you're seeing this, it's January and 2022. Uh, yeah. So that's I don't feel so bad about your gift being slightly late. Plus, I haven't seen you, you know, in person. And I'm very much a give the gift in person kind of guy. When I can. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. It's it's the show, and the show must go on. So as we trudge into and through 2022, what do you got on your brain? What's happening tonight? Uh, you know, I will say, uh, at least uh, as of tonight, hey, I finally got my driveway cleared of snow. It has been a... Finally got it cleared. I, di I didn't know that you were having an issue getting it cleared. Well, uh, you know, being sick the last mm. week, and we have had quite a bit of snowfall, it has made it a struggle to go out in the mornings and shovel it all off. He's he's just, just having a moment. It's okay. <clears throat> I know how you feel, Howard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen... Everybody knows I uh, I moved to a new place and I have a much larger driveway. It's about it, it's over twice the size of what my previous driveway was, 
So it it is take it takes longer to shovel. Plus, I'm on a corner lot, so I have you know two good runs of sidewalk to clear as well. And being sick, it just you can only do so much. So it's been a slow process to get it all cleared off. And I know for a fact that having a snowblower doesn't necessarily make it easier because uh, I have the snowblower, but you still end up having to wrangle the snowblower back and forth and turning it around and up and down the berms and whatnot, especially the, the furrow when the city comes by and plows, which thankful they did, but there's always that ridge that's left behind. Yeah. Not as bad as it could be. Thanks to the snow gates. So I'll, I'll give them and, and everybody else that. Yeah. Well, and what makes it bad, uh, at least also for me, not that I want to just complain about shoveling snow, but uh, the only shovels I've had, Kidder, because I've had smaller driveways, are scoop shovels. Hmm. So, like, I don't have a good push shovel. So, you know, what a good push shovel could do in a pass takes me about four sure that's understandable we gotta get you one of those and i know for a fact that there's, there's a couple hardware stores in town that that have a good selection of the one you're looking for that's the wider and it'll push um personally i have the dakota snowblade which uh is amazing for the driveway you know, when you get less than an inch and a half, two inches of snow. Because when you get more snow, it just takes longer and a little bit harder to push because there's more snow. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my neighbor has one of those. And so it's been interesting, like all this week, you know, about 6.30 in the morning, we're both out there shoveling. And he's done in like... 15 minutes and i'm like well i've done maybe uh you know two-thirds to half of a half of the driveway you know so it's been it's uh i i truthfully kidder i don't know if you're having this problem i'm running out of places to put the snow <laughs> i have my own snow fort basically around my my house now because i have shoveled so much snow lately I'm I'm safe if anybody wishes to attack me in a snowball fight, or if the birds decide to attack your your garage or your home or something like that. You know, the murder bird hasn't been around for a, a, a bit. I'm, you know, it's uh, the barely's off killing elsewhere. So <laughs> it must be. I uh, thanks thanks to my snowblower, and no thanks to the wind. Uh, I've been able to get most of it uh, shot into my yard. So I have, you know, room to push the light snow with the snow blade into the, uh, you know, immediate areas on the grass. So thankfully, again, I have the snow blower, but uh, what day was it? Well, it was last weekend. I think it might have been Sunday. When the, the plows, or maybe it was Monday night, one of the nights, a night in the past six days, the uh, plows finally came by and uh, 
then I picked the time to pull out the snowblower, clear the whole driveway, clear that. I was out there for almost an hour and a half running the snowblower back and forth and <clears throat> up and down and pushing the stuff off the boulevard a little bit and off the edges so then you can get a little bit so you don't have to shovel the snow and pick it up and throw it onto you know basically the problem that you're having <laughs> yeah. so when you're feeling better if you want to get the ramp we'll uh, load up the snowblower drive it up to your place and we can blow that back into your yard a little bit and uh be good to go you just you just let me know i'll get her gassed up yeah i i i think we'll be fine you know um i'm still able to toss the snow over the berm now so i'm working mm. on like the third layer of the berm um <laughs> okay at this point uh it it's uh you know I, i'm getting there it will we'll make it through it's uh it's been it's been fun, Kidder. I, I will say, the one that killed me was, uh, you know, we got a large amount of snow, and then we got some wind that, like, cleared a lot of it and caused it to drift. But I, I was out uh, one night from about, oh, 8 o'clock uh, when Lefty got home from working till I think it was about 10, 15, 10, 30 after that just clearing the driveway and such so that we could get out and all of that and i left like i have a, a trailer pad and i left that i'm like i you know it's it's 10 30 at night my neighbors don't need to hear me out you know hear me out here shoveling and all of that i'll uh -huh. i'll call it and uh wouldn't you know i came out the next morning and all of that had blown away and truthfully, if I would have just left my driveway, all of that would have been blown mm -hmm. away. And I yep. could have been warm. And But you I, I got the exercise and it made you stronger <laughs> for doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I will also say it probably extended this uh, lovely illness of mine quite a bit. I, I will say, Kidder, I, I, I did have to laugh. You know, um, the, the house directly across the street from mine has a fairly large driveway. And yet, for some reason, they don't like to park their cars on the driveway. Um, so Howie Jr. and I may have got to enjoy watching from the comfort of our uh, living room as my neighbor had and his kids had to race out to move their vehicles when the plows finally came so that they didn't get plowed in. And it's like, you know, you have a big enough driveway. You could park all your cars there, but... It was yep. still, still kind of fun to watch them have to go out and do that. It's like, yep. See, Junior, this is why you you don't park on the street during the winter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the same same thing for several people on my street. I I think maybe five homes. They don't park in the driveway. Because they have, I don't know, three vehicles, so they don't want to be in the way of somebody. But could have parked their a vehicle in the driveway for this storm or for the weekend. Nope. And they didn't go move it. So you know what happened? The plows went around it, 
and the snow ridges were up past the car, the, the four-door sedan, just a few homes down, up to the car mirrors on the side. Good luck getting that one out because you were yeah. dumb enough to keep it on the street. Like, it not only does it cause a problem for you of now having to dig out your car, and then you're supposed to clean up that ridge that was left because now it's on the street and it's a traffic hazard, just as a peace of mind. And number two, don't be an asshat and push the shit back out into the freaking road because that is illegal too. And in the city of Bismarck is worthy of up to a $1,500 fine. So don't push your shit out into the street. Yeah. When, when the plow came uh, through, cause we've had the plow through twice um, in our neighborhood. And the second time I was coming home and off of the plow route, whatever it had left a giant ball of compacted snow, right. You know, like smack dab, like, in the entryway to my um, driveway, but it was still technically in the street. And so technically I probably could have left it there, but you know, I was a nice guy. As soon as I parked, I went out there and I picked it up and I just went and threw it on the boulevard. Take care of that. It only took a second and you saved somebody from ramming into it in the middle of the night or something when they were turning a corner and they didn't see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have made getting into my place a little bit trickier. Um, but you know, again, it, yeah, I mean, I will admit like I sidewalks have not been my favorite, but again, scoop shovel, you know, and it's on my list kidder this weekend to try and get a (laughs) a nice push shovel, but you know, it it takes me four passes to clear my sidewalks. So Mm -hmm. I've been a little bit slower about getting those done, but I have got them done. You know, it's, it's just maybe not the first priority for me to, to get those. So right if uh if you do need a suggestion you let me know because i've been through a couple shovels over here one of which that i thought would be all blue the old tried and true trusty snow shovel and it didn't even make it through one whole winter snapped and it was uh, the the plastic the the bucket itself snapped the frame was metal, so that's why it's like this thing's gonna last for a long time. No, it broke where you can't fix it, so the whole thing just straight into the trash. Well, I recycled it because yeah. I was thinking of the planet. Well, let, let's face it, kidder, you running a shovel is kind of like, well, Stone Cold Steve Austin running a shovel. You know, it's gonna be. <laughs> yep yeah it's just not gonna last no it's 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 the point where i'm kind of i'm done with shoveling for the year i'm running out of places to put it and uh i'm rather ready for some polar vortexes to come down and just make it cold enough that uh stop snowing (laughs) well The interesting fact on that, the Weather Service had a comment related to that about warming up to snow. And typically there is a warmer section of air that moves in from the south before a system moves in. And the interaction and the instability 
and available moisture will create the snow. But the like I said, the Weather Service posted in a comment mentioning the ability to snow at temperatures of negative 470. The, there apparently has been documented snow in other planetary areas. And uh, I don't know about the lowest temperature on Earth. I can't remember if that was included in that uh, comment. But it can snow well below zero if there's enough available moisture compared to the temperatures in the air surrounding it. You're killing me, Kidder. You're killing me. Here I had a dream of polar temperatures and waking up to not shoveling. That's what happens when you believe in the polar vortex. It just kills you, much like the sensationalism that goes on associated with polar vortex. Yes. Yes. But it could be cold. You want it cold, so it'll be cold for a while for the most part. Here in January, it looks like we'll have some colder temperatures than normal, and uh, we'll also have a little bit average temperatures, so it's not just going to be freezing the entire time. Average moisture kind of seems like, you know, a little bit of a, <laughs> a cop-out. Yeah, it'll, it'll be about average. Well, what is average anyway, right? It's an amount that uh, is divided across all the years and days and whatever. We'll get a little bit more snow. It's more of an average year this year than last year because last year we didn't get uh, much snow at all. And in fact, in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, uh, the snow totals combined beat our entire total from last year by almost an inch. It's uh, not as bad as last year because it was a bit dry. That's your uh, eyewitness weather now weather report right here on Beer Blues and BS. Great. Great. I'm almost Thanks. done with this thing, too, thankfully. Mm. We mm. might get a what's on tap round, too. There's going to have to be to wash the taste out of my mouth. Damn IPAs. <laughs> me the death of me. I don't know. It's like you shoveling snow while you're sick. <laughs> About this, probably the sound that you were making, right? About that, like, uh, uh probably this morning I was because was not looking forward to reshoveling everything. Well, don't go out t uh, later tonight or tomorrow morning. The air temperature will be around minus twenty-four. Fahrenheit with wind chill values anywhere from 30 uh, minus 35 to minus 55. Be a brisk baby. It uh, it has been in the mornings. I've I've had <clears throat> as we were talking about before the show the past uh, week and a half or so I I kind of had the crud as well with the the hacking like Howard's going through <laughs> right now again. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> I, I was going through that and uh, the never stopping runny nose, which is still kind of continued. But uh, on top of that, when it dries out and I go out and shoveling and, and blowing some snow out with the snowblower and everything, then, of course, my sinuses kind of dry out, but they still running because it's cold and 
Then I come in, I try and blow my nose, and then all of a sudden, blood vessel bursts in my nose. And these are a new thing for the for 2021. So that's another thing that can leave with 2021. The unnecessary nosebleeds. Never had a nosebleed in my life. In my entire life. Until maybe late 2020. I had a small uh, small one. It surprised me. I'd never had one. I was like, what the hell? My nose has blood coming out of it? What? And same thing again today, which is why I'm kind of on my nose here. It looked like a damn crime scene. <laughs> it was bad. So I'm hoping that that stops. Just cut that crap out. How about you, Howard? You have any dry nose symptoms? Any nosebleeds lately? No. No. Thankfully, no. Because I don't want you to have to go through that. Because when you're trying to do other stuff, that's when it happens. Always. Oh yeah, let's let's go because we're gonna go here. Um, yeah, I'll just quick to uh, you know blow my nose so then it's good for when I. Dip. Oh no! What do you think uh, I should have for number two this evening? Second beer on the left. Oh, uh, which left? Uh, this left or this left in the the shelving door or the <laughs> shelf? <clears throat> I don't know. Pick something. Mm. I can't I actually. I... I can't actually see your beer fridge, Kidder, uh-huh. because of uh, the layout I have on Google. I'm in front of your beer fridge. You don't need to move the camera. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> well, Ryan wants to come see too. <laughs> Here he is. Hi, Ryan. Hi. What should I have? I I, I don't have any of that. <laughs> he he just just laid down and. There you go. Say hi to everybody, Orion. Yeah, that that's about what you're going to get. All right. Uh, let's go with the old standby of a Shinerbach. Shinerbach, the official beer of Farva. <laughs> yeah. They should sponsor him for coming on this show. <laughs> God made in Texas. All right. I'm drinking it in North Dakota, so thank you. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, get that flavor. Uh, I see uh, <clears throat> something about a tour. Yeah what what kind of touring are you doing? Well, I I'm not doing any touring, uh, Kidder. I wanted to talk about a show that I have been watching since I have been sick lefty and i have returned to a classic that we enjoy and it's called the grand tour i don't know if you're familiar with the grand tour i am uh, not mm, mm. did you ever watch the british version of top gear i have seen an episode or three so the, the three original hosts of Top Gear, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May, uh, they did that show for, it was like 16 years. Like they've been, Top Gear's been on for a long time over in the UK. Um, there was, back in 2016, 
Uh, there was a bit of controversy. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson got fired from the show after supposedly punching a producer on the show. Yeah. And hmm. after he got fired, Richard Hammond and James May said, well, he's our friend. We're going to go and join him. And they basically they got picked up by Amazon Prime. And they basically now, it, it's it's basically the same show they were doing as Top Gear. Uh, but now they call it the Grand Tour, and they do a few things different. But, Kidder, if you haven't watched this show, I highly recommend it. Because I, I honestly think you would enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure, uh, yeah. For those who aren't kind of familiar, I'm, Top Gear started off as a car review show. And they still do car reviews. And that, to me, is probably my least favorite part of it. Although, you will get a kick out of this, uh, Kidder. Every car that they review, they... Uh, the guys have their own test track, and so they oh. have um, a he's a former NASCAR uh, driver. I'm trying to remember which one. Um, and this is their replacement for the Stig, right? Stig. Yeah, uh, Mike Skinner. So former NASCAR driver Mike Skinner is their is their replacement for the Stig, and he goes around the track uh, often making complete fun of the vehicles he's driving um which is 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 humorous uh, but the rest of the show is them exploring different ideas associated with cars uh sometimes traveling with cars doing challenges with cars uh and it's it's a lot of fun and it like the shenanigans and the interaction between the three hosts is what makes the show because it, it reminds me very much of, well, of you and I, uh, <laughs> you know, with like Rude Boy Kyle or Brother Nico. It, it really would be like if we were car guys reviewing and driving cars. Um, the best, the absolute best is um, every season they do a big special where they go on a epic road trip. So the one we just watched... Uh, they were driving a thousand miles across Nambia in dune buggies. Oh, I mean the the stuff they get into trying to to drive these dune buggies across, you know, a thousand miles is crazy. And they have a a fairly interesting motto. If one of their one of them breaks down, the others leave them behind. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. It's pretty good, but the, like the the stuff that they get up to, the pranks, altering each other's cars, it's a lot of fun. I'd highly recommend it to anybody, even if you're not a car person. It's still a really good show. It was kind of about the the same time when that incident happened, uh, like you were talking about, that uh, the American version of Top Gear on history was i don't want to say wrapping up but that uh version with rutledge wood and um i should know the uh, two other people who were on the show uh, one of them was a comedian and and uh gosh it's gonna it's gonna drive me nuts here uh so i'll 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 pull it up when uh when you're you're talking for a second there but they would do the same sort of 
hijinks and shenanigans where they pull pranks on each other and have races and competitions and be funny doing it. It was good television to watch. You know, I, I have seen the American um, version. It's not as good as the three original hosts. Right. You know? And I agree. Like the, the bit that I've seen uh, that I think you showed me was the NASA rover. <laughs> it takes the, the, the NASA rover out on the street and uh, oh, getting a little close to the curb. Eh, they stopped me. And we're gonna make a turn. Stop me. We're going a little fast. Stop me. <laughs> Can I do anything with this? Yeah, not that the American version was like terrible. The host just didn't quite have that same uh chemistry as the original hosts. And as he's hacking away, and I working on about the same thing there. Um the American hosts were Tanner Faust, if you're familiar with Tanner Faust being a uh, a big car guy, builds cars, races cars, um, I want to say he did a lot of of the um, off road challenge races. I think that's what he primarily did. If uh, you know, I, I remember him, but he's a big car guy, Rutledge Wood. Uh, commentator, I, I don't want to say comedian, but he still works for NBC Universal and does a lot with uh, any of the racing programs. Even showed up at the Winter Classic last year with the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. I'm like, why is Rutledge Wood at this game in Tahoe? Why? And he was literally sitting by a fire making just pot shots at like everything, like whatever. And then comedian Adam Ferrara, hilarious. Uh, he was also in one of the shows that we enjoyed with uh, Dennis Leary, Rescue Me. Yeah. So, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, so Kidder, if you haven't watched the Grand Tour, um, highly recommend it. Even, you know, Lefty, and she's definitely not a car person. Like, she she loves watching it uh, as well, just because, again, the humor, you know, the, the things that they do, you just, you just don't see. Um, you know, they had one of the hosts... Feel so strongly about um, God one vehicle, and put it in a race and bet on it, and he bet his house. Like if the other guys were right, they got to destroy his house. <laughs> oh man! Mm -hmm. Did did he lose? <laughs> uh yes, yes he did. <laughs> and watching these guys who are not that great with like construction equipment trying to destroy this house, terrific, just terrific. So, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it's kind of like me the first time running the skid steer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it! Oh crap! It's going so yeah. fast. The the just the the stuff the shenanigans the like the the latest episode that we watched 
they had decided, you know what, we're going to make a coral reef, an artificial coral reef out of cars. And I, I won't ruin all the things that happened to them, Kidder, but at one point they get two cars submerged, but they didn't get them secured to the ocean floor. So the cars got washed up on this private resort beach. <laughs> and so they decided, well, we're going to have to drag them off the beach. And so they they got a bulldozer and they're driving it across this resort beach, running over, res- you know, the, the lawn chairs and that as they're trying to get to it. <laughs> oh, you know, man. all these tourists, they're like, what the hell is going I mean, it, it, it is, it's very much our kind of style of humor and such. Um, so it, it's one, when you have some time, you're looking for something new, uh, give it a try. And as I said, like the, the car reviews are okay. Get, uh, once you get past those, the rest of the show is pretty good. I mean, they've, and they're having a lot of fun with it and they're doing things I don't think that they ever could have gotten away with on top gear, you know? Like they actually, they actually broke the fourth wall uh, with some of their narration because their style is so known. They've been doing it for so long. So, in one of the episodes, uh, Jeremy Clarkson was trying to create a a utilitarian vehicle, so like an SUV that could go off roading in the mud, but that had a nicer kind of um, sportier top. And so, he, what he was doing was he was taking the top of a of a nice sporty car and basically attaching it to the body and the workings of a land rover which was pretty hilarious and he's 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 showing the other guys his final creation and he's on the as we went for a test drive my colleagues were starting to fall in love with the car and it cuts back to him and they're like don't lie in the voiceover we are falling in love with it <laughs> so you know, it's the kind of humor that you and I tend to to do. Yeah, I just I wanted to recommend it to you because I've been watching it again lately, and it's hmm. I do enjoy it. It it's a great hour. Um, the other bit that they've been doing with it that's um fun is they do a segment called. It's okay. You don't have to get choked up. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> they uh they do a segment called uh celebrity brain crash and it's supposed to be their celebrity guest segment and what ends up happening is they introduce the celebrity and because their set is in this giant tent they can look outside and here comes the celebrity you know making their way to the tent and something happens that ends up killing said celebrity if something <laughs> terribly goes wrong every single time and it's it, I mean, it's just a bit, but it's it, it's great, you know. Like they had uh, Brian Johnson, the lead singer of ACDC, coming on. They show him he's walking up, and it's like great. And they show him getting coming up the hill, and all of a sudden, a group of football players run and like just trample him and crush him. And they're just like, "Oh, well, I guess you know he's not coming on the show." <laughs> mm, I will have to add it to my list on the amazonian prime see what uh what other fun things that i can watch the only thing that i a different that i've watched just wasting time was uh i think it was on paramount plus but uh, it was like a, a series on the great america 
and there's 76 episodes or 78 episodes and i was curious on what they did with north dakota so through the episodes because of course they're not in order alphabetically and oh they group north and south dakota It was kind of all over the place going through history. Now we're up here. Now this happened. And then there, this happened. Now we're down here. This happened. Yeah, it, it could have been a lot, a lot better. But there was some nice video of the area. So you watch it on mute and it wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> Other than that. Since we're talking about stuff we watched, you know that uh, over the past couple weeks, I have watched, uh, I should say we have watched a couple of oddball movies. And uh, it's somewhat of, we've had some on on a list to watch just because of people who star in the movies. But others as well that we've just come across in searching for something to watch. So the, the, the last uh, latest ones that uh, we've watched, uh, the movie Skylines. It is part of a trilogy, I believe. So there's one or two movies before this movie. I don't know. <laughs> they do a quick recap at the beginning of the movie, and that's all I needed. So I watched it. The reason I watched that is because Alexander Siddig was in the movie. He played Dr. Julian Bashir on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So, brought my interest in. It's a sci-fi movie. It was not too bad, and he had a good performance, but uh, there were some parts of the movie that were out there. Uh, Six Underground, another movie. This one, uh, Ryan Reynolds starred in. And a few other somewhat famous or notable names that uh, we don't need to note at this point. The sequencing was awkward, like super out of sequence. And Michael Bay directed this movie, which I thought was interesting because it had the Michael Bay Transformers style, but not a Transformers movie. So Ryan Reynolds' humor in it and and uh, interesting. So it would have been a lot better movie if they had done the sequencing better. And by sequencing, I mean they jump around so much. Here we are six years ago, now a month ago, now current time. And this happened a year ago. And it's like they're trying to do the backstory on each of these people as they're there, but... None of it really makes sense. <clears throat> and, you know, especially in the first quarter of the movie. Uh, a lot of action, but uh, that was that. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, another Ryan Reynolds movie, along with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And I think I talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. So did. we did that one. Same thing with Midnight in the Switchgrass, I believe. Yep. With uh, Megan Fox and Bruce Willis. Um, and the reason I'm going through. Yeah. 
<laughs> the reason I'm going through some of these that I may have talked about before is because when I check them off in the list, it doesn't order them in the order that they're done in. It just throws them into a list. Um, Talked about that one, I know. <clears throat> oh, A Score to Settle. This is a Nicolas Cage movie. You have to watch it. And you have to, It's kind of a sleeper. You, you just have to keep going. <laughs> keep going with the movie. Uh, there's an odd twist. This is an okay movie. Um, we we also watched another movie with uh, with Nicolas Cage called Kill Chain. Similar to the last one, uh, the A Score to Settle. An interesting plot that tied together well, but again, weird. Uh, Cop Shop. This one was bizarre. My comment on this one, even Gerard Butler couldn't save this movie. It was it was pretty bad. Uh, the and then the last one was Focus, and the stars in that were Will Smith and Margot Robbie, and they're basically con artists, for lack of a better term. That one had some interesting twists in there, and uh, made you think as well. Oh yeah, and as much as I didn't necessarily want to watch it, I. Uh, we decided to watch it just out of premise to get it over with. Space Jam, A New Legacy. <clears throat> yeah, watched it. Uh, glad we watched it for free. <laughs> Had LeBron James starring in it, of course. Not a basketball fan. Um, threw a couple interesting parts as to how they continued from the first movie and made reference to the first movie, but the first movie is clearly superior. Like by far. I mean, Bill Murray's in the, in the original space jam, clearly superior. So <clears throat> there's your kidder movie update. Don't have much to add to that, but, uh, no other movies that you've seen recently. I, as I said, I being sick, I really have not watched, much of anything a uh, couple episodes of the grand tour and then a lot of whatever junior wants to watch so you know a lot of little kid cartoons you can give us um, the review on the uh, hottest hottest tv show in children's television today <laughs> uh, you know he tends to watch the same ones over and over again so you know in a past episode i reviewed you know, like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. It, it, oh, it yeah. hasn't changed. So it, it's, uh, I, I, I really uh, hate to say it, Kidder, but like when it comes to like content, I don't have, oh, you know what? Hey, I, <laughs> ding, ding, topic, ding, ding. <laughs> topic of something that uh, popped up that I, if you recall, I, our, our New Year's episode is coming out. And in it, I talk about how I blanked all of these topics that I want to talk about. One of them just came back to me all this time. Ah. Uh, 
the geo wizard i've talked about this individual before he uh he's the one who's been doing the straight line challenges trying to walk across uh mm, wales yes. and he's done norway and he tried scotland uh from episode just, 29 i believe yeah he's 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 back at it he's <laughs> trying to get across wales for the third time the guy is obsessed with it because uh oh after the last one uh, a couple got written up in a news story about how they had done this long straight line hike across uh i think it was scotland and he's like oh no somebody finally did it and it's like well they went for a long straight line they didn't go across the entire country so he started to get panicked then somebody contacted him say hey i'm gonna try my own straight line of wales and he's like damn it someone is going to beat me and get this prestigious record of being the first to do a straight line across the country in the uk so so, so he say, set out to do it <laughs> and so he quickly like went to work and uh, is trying to get his done and out there before anybody else so uh he has started putting up his third attempt i've watched the first video um it's okay it's a lot of the of the same a lot of yes uh, you were quite obsessed with that for a bit <laughs> i was i was i you know like it was one of those things like it popped up and i'm like click like it it was like instantly I'm like you know half hour of this sweet on let's go um yeah it's something about it that's <laughs> should uh should i uh fire up lawnmower simulator here and <laughs> you can watch that for the next half an hour <laughs> i i mean it is just there's something about the silliness of it, the the trying to go across the country in a straight line and just his sheer fear as he does it. Um, supposedly there's a, because uh, he keeps cutting in as kind of a teaser, there's a pretty good run-in with a farmer coming up. So in one of the episodes. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, it. It still amazes me what obstacles and such he feels the need to like I have to, you know, go over or through versus around. Uh one of the spots that they ended up was a Christian summer camp cutting through it, and they went like their line went right through the tennis courts. So they had to climb this, you know, like 10 foot fence, you know, chain link <laughs> fence. And then, of course, like part of his great strategy to try and get past the farmers is they dress all in camouflage so that hopefully if the farmers do see them, they think, oh, it's just a couple of blokes from the military out on a mission. So, you know, military boots and this trying to climb this fence. I'm like, you know, you, it wouldn't kill you to just, you know, go, go around this and. I'm sure the it, line drawn on the map is is more than five feet wide, so you can you can give it a little bit of uh, give and take around buildings and things. I I would assume. Well, yeah, and he's got a weird um, he's got a weird rating system, so he's got his line, and then like he's got it rated, you know, platinum, gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> 
based on what? like how how far you deviate off of the line you know so you're allowed to deviate i think it's all of like like 10 meters and you're still in a platinum you mm. know so but i i have wondered just like how how wide is your line you know and such but it's part of that and i know from listening to other interviews of him part of it is he does want to do some of these obstacles because it helps get views um, mm, yes of, of course you do a challenge of something stupid and people are going to watch it yeah you know and so it's it I, I get that to a certain extent but if you are that obsessed with being the first to do it you know i would really really plot my line so that i had as few obstacles as possible you know and a little bit more guaranteed success but we'll see but uh i haven't I, I watched the first one um i i think i missed last week so i'll have to go back and, and catch that and such so see if he does it go dude make it happen run the straight line do it do it the best you can within 10 feet or 100 feet whatever comes first <laughs> yeah well the last time the last time he did whales i think that was the factory one he uh he had to cross a high speed rail and it so he had to do some trespassing and he actually got visited by britain's uh transportation authority uh, and was basically yeah, yeah you can't go across uh, airports and controlled space like that yeah mm. he had to uh he had to remove the footage from the video that showed how he did it <laughs> and he's lucky he didn't get put in prison well that was it was kind of like that was like the option it's like we could either charge you and uh you could go through court and possibly jail or you can delete how you did this and he's like I will delete the section of how I did this. Hmm. He's lucky. He... They just prosecute his ass here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Trespassing is trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's pretty lucky. Awesome. And uh, I know that uh, as we're, I don't know, about halfway through this episode, maybe. How are you feeling? Still doing okay? Best you can trying trying it's yeah. tough yeah i get it i've <clears throat> i've got the uh the sniffles and a little bit of that too so i'm trying to do what i can to not <laughs> as well um anything else television you wanted to cover before we uh we, we roll on no well we'll continue on with more television <laughs> Because there's nothing better than TV than more TV. Specifically, WWE and AEW. Right? I mean, why not? Oh, boy. He, <laughs> he even took off his headphones and he's going to leave. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what? Something I said? No, I... I just figured make a joke about trying to run away from this topic. <clears throat> oh. 
I mean, I mean, you could just like the rest of the viewers because pretty sure that Raw and SmackDown are still hovering right at a, a near the record low viewership for the high quality of programming that they're putting out. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even get her like I see in my YouTube feed like co certain commentators that I do follow like they're when they're doing the raw recaps and things like they're putting on their thumbnail like historic lows and another terrible raw and things like that. And it's just like I none of this is enticing me um, to really pay attention to any of it. So. Uh, I really have not been uh, following anything involving wrestling. Um, I did check out a uh, one of the AEW highlights of uh, one of Hook's matches. Because mm. I wanted mm -hmm. to see what all the hype was about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was all right. I had the same reaction. I, I don't know why people are losing their mind over Hook. Like, oh, he's the greatest wrestler ever. You know, the match was fine, and he shows a lot of aggression and potential. But is he the greatest wrestler to ever debut on TV? No. I I'm gonna guess, Kidder, that he's got a fairly good indie career that you and I are just not aware of, and so there may have been some actually some very good matches out there that we're just not aware of and so you have people who are like really excited about him and his potential um and it just might be that we haven't seen that fantastic you know match right off the bat mm -hmm. um, for him. i can see that you know I, I i mean the matches haven't been terrible it's just like oh it's another really good wrestler cool you know um Show me why I should like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but give him time. Um, you know. But I, I did check out one of those just because I, I was curious because I was seeing a lot of hype and it's like, okay. It was fine. You know, it just was not. Nothing where I feel like, man, I gotta go seek out more of that. Yeah. yeah. But you will see more. If you watch any of the AEW product, uh, more so Rampage, I would uh, put my chips on because Taz is typically on Rampage as a commentator and he is uh, Hook is part of Team Taz. So I would guess he'd be more on Friday Night Rampage. And of course, uh, as everyone watching this already knows, but uh, for tonight, being last night was Wednesday, and being Wednesday night Dynamite, they had their holiday or New Year's bash, and good old Jim Ross <clears throat> returned to the commentator desk after apparently killing cancer. So, we're, I mean, I'm happy that uh, Jim Ross was able to get over the uh, skin cancer he had around his ankle. He had 20-some treatments or something, around 20 treatments, and looked pretty gnarly with uh, all the radiation treatment that he got. But uh, you know what? All the best to Jim Ross. And 
I do love listening to his commentary still to this day. And it's good to hear him back on the desk. CM Punk actually took a moment out of his promo to recognize Jim Ross being back on the desk and uh, to talk about how he enjoys Jim Ross being there and how great Jim Ross is. So it was a very nice gesture, in my opinion, uh, from CM Punk. Um, but uh, Dynamite moves to TBS this uh, coming Wednesday. Or if you're watching or listening to this now, it is now on TBS. So change your DVR accordingly. Yes, my DVR has already been updated. So it's good to go. We'll catch the new episodes and discuss them right here on Beer Blues and BS. So with uh, all of that said, I agree. I fast forward through probably 90% of Raw and SmackDown on the WWE side. On the AEW side, it's maybe 25% to 40%, somewhere in there that I'll fast forward through. I typically will watch more of it. And again, going back a few months, you go back 20 episodes and I discuss the same thing of, yes, watching the AEW product. I watch more of the AEW product than WWE because I'm familiar with WWE and familiar with the main roster wrestlers for the most part. So what I end up doing is wanting to learn more about who the hell these people are in AEW because there are still people I have like, who the, who the hell is this? Oh, they were on like a month ago. <clears throat> All right. And then you try and remember who they are or again, why you want to be interested in them like hook for a lack of a better example. Interestingly enough, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, won the AEW diamond ring for the third year in a row. So they're continuing that into another year. Uh, Let's see. Roman Reigns is still on top. The one interesting thing from this past week, uh, doing more than a week per se, Roman Reigns fired Paul Heyman because of his interaction slash association with Brock Lesnar. So that's kind of interesting because on Raw they had to, uh, or maybe, you know, SmackDown, they all blend together. On SmackDown, the, they had a, uh, an interview between uh, Kayla Braxton and Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman was all. Uh, crying and whatnot because he got fired and his career's over and he's not going to work with Brock Lesnar as far as you know he knows and this and that. So I'm assuming that Saturday on day one, which if you are watching this, then day one has clearly already happened and you can see our day one predictions and reaction video on YouTube or this audio listening device, depending on whichever platform you are watching us. But again, Paul Heyman not being involved in TV or potentially still being involved in TV. Also, Monday Night Raw, something notable. Eric Bischoff appeared 
for the vow renewal between Maurice and the Miz. And then Edge came out and they were uh, doused in a brood bath or bloodbath, whatever, whatever it is. Brood bath. Yeah. So, um, interesting to see Eric Bischoff and I'm back and better than never. You know, that freaking song. <laughs> Can't bring it back. Bad memories from 20 years ago. But his uh, suit was as white as his hair, which I still don't like for Eric Bischoff and the white hair. It's still weird to me. You don't so care. I that. saw an, an interesting uh, YouTube video. I didn't watch all of it because it was okay. Um, but it is something <laughs> I, I think it'd be fun to recreate on this show. But it was uh, these guys were doing a challenge to see if they could name the wrestler from a three-second clip of their theme of the different theme songs. Oh. I am willing to uh, to to play that game, but of course we'll have to probably do it in person because of the stupid lag and um, video screen sharing. We can uh, no, we can't share the audio because it doesn't work through this. So I actually, we can actually, make it work somehow. We we can figure out. And and here's the thing, Kidder. I I want to save this. Because we need a sufficient opponent for you in this. And I happen to know a guy, a gentleman, you might say, from a state that starts with an I, that uh, <laughs> is enough of a wrestling fan that uh, he would make an interesting opponent in that. He, so. he would if he'd ever joined the show. And on top of it, I, I'm just thinking that we did not raz him last week or the week before. So I think we need to raz him extra this week. Did, did Am I correct in in thinking that we forgot? Uh, no, we, we, we got him in there. Got him it, somewhere? You know, we okay. did. Just, just in case. I mean, this is only the, <clears throat> what now, 50... Uh, a 41, we're 41 episodes and we've only been talking about this for, I don't know, 30 weeks, like 30 weeks. You do the math and that's like divided by four. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I think he'd be an excellent opponent. So if we ever get the gentleman from Indiana on, uh, I will... I will go to the lengths of making sure that we are prepared and that we can play this game and uh, and see who is better at recognizing and naming the wrestlers based off three seconds of the theme songs. We might have to choose a specific time period um, and such. But... Yeah, that'll get that'll get pretty crazy depending on uh, <clears throat> over the years, and then of course which theme you pick for which wrestler. Because as we know, some wrestlers have multiple themes. Uh, Seth Rollins, for instance, is on his, I don't know, fifth or sixth theme, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few others. Same sort of thing. But I like it. Good idea. 
Yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I I watched theirs. It was all right, um, but I think we could do it. Yeah, we can do it. No problem. In fact, I, I think when we get it all worked out, we can even put a bug up here with the number of correct to the number total of uh, questions asked. I think we can make it happen. Yeah. It's going to be good. Going to be good <laughs> to steal a phrase uh -huh. from Booker T in the shucky ducky quack quack moment of the night. <laughs> so, so not, Peter, you wanted not so shucky ducky quack quack. Yeah, more like coffee, coffee, hack, hack. <laughs> coffee, coffee, hack, hack. I like it. That's a that's a good one for for this time of year. Yeah. Uh, you, you were asking uh, or saying that that I wanted to delve into some more more wrestling. Yeah, I, I see you want to talk about some uh, some migration from one company to another. I feel there's been a lot of it lately. Uh, between the wrestling companies. Uh, of course, the, the two big ones right now are WWE and AEW. And for whatever reason, WWE seems to be slimming their roster. And at this point, they're going to have to combine the SmackDown and Raw rosters just to have an interesting show between the two shows. Because they're running into that low of talent where you see the same thing over and over and over. And then on the other hand, you have AEW, who this year alone, if uh, I'm remembering the graphic correctly, they have signed 38 to 40 different wrestlers. 30? It was 30? Okay. 30. So... <clears throat> 30 wrestlers, and of course, you take that back a little bit because two of them are Hall of Famers that don't really wrestle. Now, uh, Big Show, Paul White, wrestled a match, maybe two matches. Mark Henry is just there as a, a commentator. So out of the signings, technically 28 or 29, how you look at it more people and we've discussed the roster differences in length in previous episodes if you want to see that go check out about 10 episodes ago when you can see that whole conversation as well because we had a damn good conversation about <laughs> how bloated and how slim the rosters are but as we <clears throat> continue through the rest of the year wwe has again released a couple wrestlers here and there, whether it's by choice, by plan, or by accident. I don't know. Uh, we talked about Jeff Hardy being released. And the way that's looking is he set it up to make it look like he was on the sauce again and is doing great and will probably debut with Matt Hardy in AEW probably within the next month or so. Even as of this being played uh, other notable people coming from wwe over to aew include as you know on the wwe side she was known as ruby riot now ruby soho because of the song perhaps 
The song is also her entrance music, so very notable. Destination Wano. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Ruby Soho. Uh, Christian Cage in the early parts of the year. Uh, I saw a comment that he said it took seven years, but now he's having the career that he should have had seven years ago. So, and, and I love watching him wrestle. Um, I'm a big fan of Christian Cage. And if he, if damn it, if he could get his theme music from WWE, the last Christian music that he used, ah, best, one of the best wrestling themes that's ever been used. Love, love that song. In fact, uh, Derek the Dinosaur agrees, just as a, a quick fact on that one. Uh, Adam Cole, baby! That was a pretty big pop for uh, for that. And it continues to be with his entrance music and uh, his persona. Uh, people were dogging him because he's uh, mid-card, you could call it, but he's still good and having a good feud. And I think his response was that he doesn't care because it's good entertainment and he's having fun. So you have good wrestling, you have good entertainment. Doesn't matter who they're fighting. How many times have you and I talked about different matches on a pay-per-view card where it's, I don't want to say no name, but low-level card person to mid-card person, and that is the match of the night. It, it Just because you, you want to see the big match, I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to be good. So mm-hmm. he's been doing all right. Uh, Bobby Fish coming over from WWE, and again, maybe an Adam Cole relation there with the Undisputed Era from NXT. Along, I know you have them later on the list, but yeah, Kyle O'Reilly just showed up recently, giving yep. you three out of the four members of Undisputed Era now over there. The only one they are missing is Roderick Strong. So, yeah. And I've seen the rumors that he is also ending his contract with WWE or nearing the end of it. And the thought is that he's going to jump over the Undisputed Era will continue or reform in whatever they name it there. Yeah, I mean, the Undisputed Era, uh, Kidder, I know you didn't watch a lot of that NXT, but they had a really good run and some amazing, amazing matches uh, during their, their time at NXT. But of course, they got broken up because WWE doesn't do factions. But they were a great example no, Vince- of how a Vince hates factions and Vince hates tag team wrestling, which is why the tag team division always sucks, Mm -hmm. which is absolute bullshit, but whatever. That's kind of why the company is in the state that it's in. Yes. You're still making millions and millions of dollars, but the product is garbage and People aren't watching for a reason. Not just because it's the holidays. People were tuning out well before the holidays. 
fact, I just talked with a former coworker uh, this week who has watched wrestling for even longer than you and I have have paid attention and watched wrestling. He took the series records off of the wrestling shows. He's like, it's so stupid. I don't care. It's not even worth fast forwarding and wasting the record time on the DVR. I'm like, I get it. It's kind of like uh, you with the time on the DV or not the DVRs because you, you don't uh, have cable to watch them, but uh, listening to the review shows that go over everything that happens on the shows. Not because, I mean, part of it there, you don't have as much time to sit and listen to the whole episode, but the other part, your interest level in it is at probably a historic low. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think I've, I've said almost from the beginning of this podcast, because about the time that we started this up was about the time I hit burnout, you know, and uh, really I wouldn't be following it, except I know you're still following it. And we talk about it on the show uh, from time to time. <laughs> <It was> this content. <laughs> and, I'm and, also uh, uh, delving into the <clears throat> beer fridge again because I'm out. <laughs> Hey, it's one of those. I had one of those. Yeah. Do you? I I drank it on the show. Okay. Like I must have been passed out or dead at the time. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's in the uh, it's in the episode coming out this week, Kidder. Okay. <clears throat> well, I saw it, and uh, oh, I, I guess at the bottom with the brood with pecan peaches and pecans. Now, now it's it's all coming together, yes, and the shiner of brood and shiner tech. It's coming together. It's clicking now. <laughs> it's like I've watched too many wrestling shows in the past week. My brain was just mush. Yeah. So for, yeah. for the audio listeners, uh, Kidder is holding a uh, shiner holiday cheer, is what he's got there. Yeah. Which uh, give to. Give one to someone you love. Happy holidays from the little brewery in Shiner, Texas. We hope you enjoy your Shiner cheer and old world Duncan Weissen brood with Texas peaches and roasted pecans or pecans. Are you a pecans guy or pecans? Pecan. Pecans. Pecans. Okay. So for this show, I'll say pecans. <laughs> Just, just to piss you off. I don't, I don't, really I, I don't know why it would piss you off, but just it, because. It, yeah. <laughs> so we got them roasted pecans, the uh, multi flavors of the dark wheat flavored ale are enhanced, enhanced through the use of malted barley and wheat, and crossing. Ensures a smoothness that makes the subtle peach and pecan, pecan flavors, all the more satisfying. May your days be merry and bright, and your shiner be cold only a month late. <laughs> and I know you already read it, but you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why? Why not? Uh, five five point four percent per volume. At the Spitzel Brewery in Shiner, Texas. Apparently, the zip code is 77984. 
What else do we have here? Uh, brewed with pecan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, natural flavor and caramel color. Good. Just what I need. Uh, now, if I uh, recall, Kidder, as you're yeah. opening it up. Twisting uh, the top off. Yeah. From it. Uh, the smell that you should get is almost the exact smell a of peachy. like a... Yeah, it should be like a peach oatmeal, instant oatmeal smell. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And if I recall from my tasting of it, what you should get on your sip is a uh, a nice peach note right off the beginning, a little bit of bitter, back to peach, and then a punch of a buttery aftertaste, if I recall correctly. <clears throat> well... Tis the season and spread cheer. Let's give this bastard a go. Yep, there's the initial peach. I'm not really getting the the punch of caramel. Hold on. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I just need to drink more of it. Mm. A little bit on the back end there, yeah. Yeah, it's it's on the it's back not, end because it's not punching me as as much, <clears throat> maybe as it punched you. <laughs> maybe well, it's just just my tolerance for tonight. I don't well, know. <laughs> it, for me, it was very much it was peachy, and that was I was making the comment, and then that that yeah, it has that really kind of late back taste on the trail that it was just like oh mm -hmm. now now i got a buttery flavor kind of right at the end yeah <clears throat> and as i kind of do the uh the wine technique you know because obviously drinking wine and tasting it is different than tasting beer when you do the the wine technique to it at the end you you can really taste the the butterscotch buttery um synthetic taste mm -hmm. that they uh they added in there so yes our tasting palettes have aligned thanks to this show <laughs> yeah. now if you want to buy us a beer go right ahead we'd love for you to buy us a beer just go to our website beerbluesbs.com click the buy a beer button or buy us a beer button. I guess there isn't us in there, but you can buy us a beer right there on the website. If you want to buy us a single beer, if you want to buy each of us a beer, that's totally up to you. The options are endless. And you know what? You can even type in a message and we can share it here. Dedicate the beer buying session to you and your message. So please help us help you by buying a beer for us today beerbluesbs.com keep the show rolling damn it beerbluesbs.com it's even on the screen if you're watching the video version of this nice handy dandy graphic the cool thing about this graphic that you're seeing if you buy us a beer there's one that looks pretty much like this that has your name on it how cool is that in fact Going back, uh, I suppose it's about a month now, maybe a little bit more. Our friend Eric bought us a round, and he got his name forever embedded within the Beer Blues and BS realm. And you can, too, at BeerBluesBS.com. Again, just, uh, <clears throat> you know, click the 
buy us a beer button, please. And thank you. To uh, kind of quickly finish off this list that we interrupted. Of, yeah, uh, we got a few few more. Uh, yeah. Just to kind of fly through it, we had Brian Danielson uh, transfer over, uh, formerly Daniel Bryan in WWE. Uh, Leo Rush, um, Andrade, Tony Nice, and Mercedes Martinez all as transfers. And Mercedes Martinez was just a, as in uh, yesterday, a surprise for the finals of the Women's TNT Championship. It was uh, Jade Cargill and um, uh, she's from uh, Mexico and she she claims to be dead and I cannot think of her her dang name uh, at this moment but um, Rosa. yes thank you on the tip of my brain uh, so during the match there were some shenanigans and an uh person uh, came running into the ring dressed you know in a hoodie so you can't see any features and a mask and like glasses and whatnot and uh bashes thunder rosa which didn't need to happen because jade cargill is undefeated in aew and has demolished everybody anyway uh Cheap shots to Thunder Rosa, and then Jade Cargill gets the win on that, moves on to the final, which happens on uh, the debut episode of Dynamite on TNT. Or uh, not TNT, they're moving from TNT to TBS. <clears throat> Excuse me for that. So it's the debut of the, the TBS championship for the women on their debut show on TBS. And, of course, after the match... Then the mystery participant comes into the ring. The hoodie comes off and you can see the hair, but of course the mask is here. So who is it? And then the mask comes off and it's Mercedes Martinez. And I'm like, that face looks kind of familiar, especially with the mask. Oh, right. It was in that stupid group that WWE tried to do that didn't work like everything else. Yeah, if you remember their their big invasion uh, when they were like taking over, uh, what was it Retribution? That was, was that what the I name was of it? It was yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then all of them got fired, pretty much. Well, two of them are still around, T Bar and Mace, and I think they might be going by different names now. I don't know. They're, it's still insignificant to me. Um, as talented or not talented as they are, still kind of dumb in, in in my opinion. But the uh, uh, Mercedes Martinez apparently was the Joker card entrant in one of the uh, women's battle royale matches, and then AEW offered her a contract and she declined. Went to WWE. We know what happened over the past year plus, and now she's in AEW, and we'll see what happens to her because she just debuted yesterday. So there's that. 
Um, they are working. I know we talked about Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, but they are working that angle. Oh, yeah, and other promotions. You guys had a little bit of beef. So they're kind of starting up, continuing the storyline. So we'll see what happens. Kind of interesting. The other piece, um, and we can wrap this up and get it the hell out of here, just like 2021. Tony Storm, former UK women's champion. Now, she had been called up to SmackDown and has been hanging around the back and put in various places of prominence. So she's on television over the past, I don't know, four months. And then recently she's been in a program with Charlotte Flair. In fact, last week she had a championship match against Charlotte Flair. And apparently after the match, she hopped on a plane and flew home to Baltimore. Even though she's Australian, not sure how that plays in there. But she didn't show up for a house show, apparently. And WWE was like, you didn't show up for a show. What's your deal? And she's like, nah, I'm not feeling it. I, I've been working too much, busy. Okay, you want to be released? And she's like, yep. So WWE <laughs> released her. And I'm sure she has a non-compete clause for 60 days or something like that. Maybe 90 days. And then I'm sure she will end up in another promotion. Maybe AEW. I mean, and 90 days from now puts us into March. Uh, is that double or nothing time for AEW? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> we haven't gotten there in the calendar year that we've been watching, okay? Calm down. We'll get there. Your brothers at Beer Blues and BS will get there, and we will report back to you. So please. Follow along with us as we continue to learn. Maybe she'll show up in AEW. Maybe she'll find other success like some of the other releases like uh, Summer Ray and uh, Tennille Dashwood, who was, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking her name when she was in WWE with Santino. But <clears throat> anyway. Uh, they found a ton of success outside of WWE. So there's that. <clears throat> Unless you have uh, notes to add, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, pretty much concludes the wrestling talk for this episode. Lane, you're welcome. Here's your uh, your stopping point for the wrestling and your start point for the next topic. Welcome How are we, to the what are we talking about? <laughs> the end well I, I, uh, yeah I was gonna just uh, briefly talk about a uh, a new game I, I just got tonight Kidder just mm. tonight it is a game from uh, Keymaster Games uh, it is the Mastermind edition of Caper look at that shiny cover hmm. shiny shiny so shiny yeah look at that 
Uh, it is really yeah, shiny. It's a, it's nice a foil text on there. Oh, yeah. Two-player game. Yeah, it's a two-player card game uh, taking place this time in Europe. And, uh, yeah, I can read the description here. Uh, hire a crew of thieves, equip them with gear, and take on the role of the mastermind to pull off capers across Europe in this deviously delightful two-player game you must outsmart the other mastermind by drafting card combos and collecting sets of stolen goods will you become the best mastermind to wander europe so uh really really pretty game love the art on it um looking forward to playing you this should give this to, <clears throat> sorry to uh to interrupt your train of thought, but the first thing I thought of is that you should you should get this gifted to the dude who's trying to make a straight line walk across the UK <laughs> or Wales. Anyway, get that get that over to him and and see how well he does. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. I think it'll be a fun uh, little two player game. So it's one that I backed on Kickstarter. So I'm glad to now finally have it here. So. When yeah. when did you uh, back back that on Kickstarter? Like how long ago did that start until you actually get the uh, the product? This one I think was last spring. So this one was pretty fast turnaround. Gotcha. Just kind of curious. I mean, uh, I know you have uh, been through the Kickstarter realm and and done several things probably more than several at this point but done the kickstarter thing um i started back i don't know 10 years ago maybe maybe even longer than that uh, on kickstarter the first thing i helped to crowdfund was a cool excuse me the shiner bach is being a little extra seasonal <clears throat> um it's a cool little gadget, and I don't have it uh, right next to me, uh, for your cameras. So it's a belt adapter, and that kind of works as a quick-release, almost a holster. So it's just a, a device that's, that's probably this big, goes onto your belt, and the second part goes on the bottom of your camera, so you can clip it into your belt connector and you have your camera readily accessible it's good for semi-professional or even professional uh camera people who take a lot of quick shots who don't want to have to carry your camera or even putting the strap over your shoulder and having the lens you know potentially bump into things or people um, so that was, that's a, a cool little gadget, but, uh, even the deep space nine documentary, what we left behind that was, uh, in fact, set a record on Kickstarter for the highest funded Kickstar Kickstarter, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, uh, now that same team is working on a Star Trek Voyager documentary and their current documentary from Voyager for Voyager surpassed the Deep Space Nine one and uh, is now the highest 
crowdfunded uh, campaign on Kickstarter as well, or surpassed Deep Space Nine one. So that's pretty cool. And then the only other thing is the game called Outbreak. And this one's a video game. I don't think I've talked about it before on the show. You haven't. Uh, so this, and I believe Rude Boy Kyle and Brother Nico also uh, joined on the Kickstarter for this. The game information is available on Steam. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Outbreak.com, uh, O-U-T-B-R-K.com. So there's no E-A in there. Get it? No E-A. Um, <clears throat> it's a storm chaser game. So you hop in vehicles, you buy technology, you got a, a little radar that you can look at and different things in your vehicle, and you go chase storms. And they have dynamic weather that forms, tornadoes and uh, wall clouds to mesocyclones and simple cumulus, all of the above. And you start out uh, in the area and you go chase storms. And that's what the game is basically about. And they are working on the ability to have multiplayer. So, Jayco, if you got the game as well, all four of us could play the game and chase storms together. Uh, you can drop probes in the path of tornadoes, get data. Uh, you can take photos, get... Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other features because I don't want to oversay uh, some of the features that they have, but uh, you'll be able to unlock vehicles and customizations for the vehicles and upgrades the more uh, that you chase and the more pictures you take the better things you get uh, is in data and photos and it it looks pretty cool uh, even the weather that's very dynamic looks very real and they're doing what they can to make it look and feel as real as possible. So I give them big props on that. Are yeah. you checking it out? Uh, no, no. Oh. I was looking up some other oh. stats. Um, <laughs> so Peter, uh, uh, you've done four Kickstarters, basically, if I'm listening correctly. Um, I have done, I, I pulled up mine. I have backed 180 projects. So I've backed a lot. 180 projects. Uh -huh. <laughs> are they all uh, related to like your figures or are they a variety of different things? Uh, mostly board games uh, and, and miniatures. Uh, that would be the predominantly what I have backed. There are a couple of things in here. Um, different products that uh, I have done. I was trying to get back. I, I know what my first one was. But I was trying to see when it was. So, yeah. my I, I've been on Kickstarter since oh, late 2013, early 2014. So the first game I ever backed was a game called Pairs. And I actually have one of the decks. Uh, here it actually featured 
in the uh, pun war that you and I had in this week's episode that came out, uh, <laughs> along with some other shenanigans that didn't make the episode, and we'll make a future episode. Uh, but that was the first game. It was a card game by um, Cheap Ass Games, uh, one of my favorite game making companies that is unfortunately no more. Uh, I have several of their games, but yeah, I I have backed kind of a wide swath of of stuff from different game companies. And when I first started, when I first started, it was mostly games, um, and I was a little bit more eh, willing to. Uh, take uh, a bit more chances on things nowadays as i said i i back very few um and i i kind of stick to certain companies now so more reputable or uh more uh along the lines of ones that you enjoy more kind of um, both maybe yeah kind of both um sometimes it it depends on what the property is um you know, and some of them are. It, it's it's a company I've dealt with, or I like their you know figures that they put out. Um, they're companies that tend to be successful, so I haven't had a game fail for quite a while. Yeah, I, I've just I've gotten to be more selective. Um, you know, like the the last one that I I really looked at was Borderlands. Uh, there was a Borderlands board game, and uh, in the end, I ended up not backing it. Um, as much as I would love to paint Borderlands figures, uh, you know, that would be awesome. And I would enjoy the hell out of that. Uh, the gameplay didn't really inspire me. Like, it didn't feel anything super special. Um, and I didn't like the pricing structure in the Kickstarter. Uh, it, it felt like the, the different, it, it felt like you needed the expansions, but the expansions were incredibly expensive for what you were getting in them. And it just didn't feel right. So it, yeah, I, I looked at it. There's actually a Howard's cave of wonder of me going through it as I kind of analyzed it. And, uh, yeah, in the end, I just, I didn't pull the trigger on it. I looked at what it would cost me to because I am a completionist. So when I start looking at this game and it's like, man, it's going to cost me four or 500 bucks to get everything. Hmm. What's the, what's the average cost on, <clears throat> excuse me. What's the average cost on, um, and this might be difficult because I understand they keep coming out with expansions and different things like that. So like, <laughs> I get it because, just like my movie wall and everything else that I have with the various hobbies. But for a pack where you feel that it is complete, where whether it's just the core pack or core group of what goes into this, about how much do you expect that to be? You know, I it really does depend on the project um and what what do i feel like i get out of say an expansion on it on a game um just to give you an example um on the borderlands if i recall 
you were getting maybe eight figures, some cards, you know, and, and that was it. And that was for like 30 to 40 bucks. Uh, you take a Zombicide, um, which is Simon's big series that they've done. And oftentimes there for 50 bucks, you're getting a whole expansion with boards and new character, you know, maybe 30 some models, cards, new scenarios. Like it, it's a lot, it's more. just, it's a lot more. And, and that's, you know, part of what I kind of look at, you know, is, is what am I getting in those expansions, you know, and, and, and kind of balancing that out based on everything. And um, also I look at what, you know, how many expansions are you putting out? You know, if you're going to put out, you know, eight expansions and they're all going to be 30 to 40 bucks, you know, that adds up very quickly. And there's nothing that ever says that a game catches on. And that I'm ever going to be able to get pieces in retail. That's just part of the gamble with this Kickstarter system. And so that's it's it's almost like if I'm going to back, I'm going to back for everything, so I don't have to try and chase pieces later. Yeah, that sucks when you're trying to find something that you didn't get in the first place, and you can't find <clears throat> something. Right. Right. I, I have done that. One of the games that I have been slowly collecting as it is disappearing because the game is out of print. Uh, it's a game called Wrath of Kings. And yeah, trying to chase certain pieces from that is it's near impossible. Um, and I've talked about trying to chase pieces on Arkham Horror, the card game, too. And that's frustrating as well so yeah if i'm gonna back something on kickstarter i want the whole thing <laughs> you might as well get it all right away so then you don't have to worry about ah, i didn't get this or this and you can only get that in this case but i didn't get this case or this piece yeah i i totally understand exactly yeah. what you're saying yeah, so it, it all depends. Like, how many expansions are they doing? What are they charging for them? And, and you know, how how much do they add? Because there are some expansions and add-ons and things that they add that you're just like, yeah, you know, do I need this? So, it all it all kind of depends. Um, and some companies are better at that than others. Are there any particular companies that you kind of want to give a shout out that are like the better of the companies? You know, um, the the big probably three that I tend to to be in on, um, especially as of late, it, it's Reaper. Of course, I'm in anything Reaper miniatures. I'm in. Uh, that's with bones right right um so i love their stuff uh so i tends to be the kickstarter i spend the most on is and the reaper bones kickstarters uh 
Simon, um, I enjoy their their games. Um, I've I'm a bit picky on them. Uh, I don't necessarily jump on everything. Uh, they're about to do their oh, what is it? Probably their tenth zombie side Kickstarter because they did the original zombie side plus three seasons. We've done two Black Plague Zombicide Kickstarters. <laughs> there, there it kicks up again. <laughs> they uh, they did Invaders, which was space. They've just finished up uh, Cowboys. They did a Western version, and they're about to do Marvel Zombies. This is their next one. Hmm. So, like, I haven't backed all of those. I don't need that much Zombicide in my life. Um, it's an okay game. It's it's a it's a fine game, but uh, I don't need all of it. So, I I mean I, I will always look at what they they offer, but I'm okay passing on some of their stuff too. Um, but it's always worth looking at, um, and such. And then probably the third one is Mythic Games right now, um, who just did um, Monster Apocalypse. So, and I'm kind of the same way there. I will look at their stuff. I will consider it. Some stuff I, I have done with them. Some stuff I've passed um, and such. Usually I'll try and watch uh, a Let's Play of their games and try and decide. Um, and sometimes even that, I might like some of the mechanics, but I'm, I might pass just based on like, hey, that was a three-hour Let's Play. I don't know that I really want to play that game for three hours. So I have done that at least once. Um, hmm. I, I was watching one and I actually fell asleep and my wife left. He's like, I'm going to guess that you're not backing that Kickstarter. If you fell asleep during the let's play, I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good bet. <laughs> uh, which was sad. I mean, like it was an interesting game. It was a world war. It was an alternative history, world war two, but it was a weird world war two. Uh, game it was kind of like the like castle wolfenstein mixed with like the dirty dozen Hmm. you know form a team Hmm. go in on suicide mission start with stealth it all goes bad and you have to fight your way out but you know with kind of that wolfenstein science fiction kind of elements to it like it like it sounds like a good premise and the miniatures were were fantastic uh but yeah i just watching the the actual gameplay of it i was i fell asleep during it <laughs> it happens it does it does uh speaking of interesting toys and things like that kidder uh our everybody's favorite little brother smalls uh reached out to me he sent me a video really he did. Uh, and you better believe I got to share it because, uh, you know, Smalls actually found a video of something we talked about on the show. And you'll you'll know what it is instantly as soon as this pops up. I'm wondering if it's the uh, same thing as what he sent to me. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, this son of a bitch. Look at this for the audio. Yeah, for the audio listeners, it's the uh, the toilet turtle. 
from. Yeah. Oh, and I can hear the audio on my end too, so I have to relive this for a third time. <laughs> yeah. So they they have fed it some stuff. Uh oh, gotta go. Because it just ate something that doesn't agree with. God, I hate this thing. And then it drops the little pink turd into the toilet. Because it it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make a sound. I mean, it goes uh, at the end, but it's not like. <sighs> and any person who's had a real good deuce, you have that real good deuce. Afterward, you're just like, <sighs> you have an epiphany. Yeah, just yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah. That video, I, I I ended up sharing it with Ruby Kyle and Brother Nico. And Brother Nico responded with that he and his uh, better half bought those for their nieces last year. <laughs> I'm like, of course you would. Of course you would. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. No, I just I felt the need to share that after he had uh, sent that because it's like it it is it was all the terrible that I had imagined it to be when it first popped onto my screen. So, thank you, Brother Smalls, for sharing that wonderful clip and that we have shared uh, with the audience. And if you are one of the audio listeners, hey, here's a great chance to actually go and join us on YouTube and uh, see the toilet turtle in action. For yourself so please i still please can't believe they made that damn thing into an actual item that people can buy like yeah the stuff people come up with and to think all of the things that we have available on our web store they should be way more popular than that thing ever was way more popular in fact i was showing Lane, all of the items, he's like, you guys have hoodies too? Absolutely, we have hoodies. We've got all kinds of hoodies on here. You want a crop top? We got a crop top hoodie on there too. You can get that. All kinds of great stuff. BeerBluesBS.com. Click the merch button. Well, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while, and uh, you've already started the cheap plugs, so I guess it's time that we uh, we wrap up this episode. <laughs> Finish it off here with a couple cheap plugs. Okay, so BeerBluesBS.com, that is our website. That's our home and your home for everything Beer Blues BS. In fact, on the website, you can get everything that you'd ever hoped for from beer blues and bs our shops on there just click merch you can click on the youtube button if you want to watch the video versions of the show it also has the latest audio versions of the show and the link right to it right there 
on our website. And most importantly, maybe second most importantly compared to buying us uh, uh, the merch there or buying the merch for yourself even, buy us a beer. It's right there at our home in Web Heaven, beerbluesbs.com. As for the audio versions, we're all over the place. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Google Play is where you can get to that. We're on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDB, and Player FM. You can get our show anywhere and everywhere that you might have an audio account. Just search Beer Blues and BS. You'll probably find us right there on your favorite podcast or audio listening service. So please hit the subscribe button. You can even join us on Facebook. Our website there, beerbluesbs.com, has a link to the Facebook page. And uh, you can like us if you would. Give us that big thumbs up. Comment on the show, like the show, follow the show. You can watch episodes and clips right on the Facebook page. Lots of cool stuff for you available right now. Beer Blues and BS. That's beerbluesbs.com. So for my brother, Howie Blues, from the past in 2021, we're kicking its ass out the door. 2022, here we go. Have a wonderful and prosperous new year. Again, we already said that, but it's good to say again. And you know what? Hope your glass was always at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway right here on Beer Blues and BS. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time here on The Big Show. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. That's good because I finished my beer. I'm still getting like notes of the flavor, but it's conflicting with the Shinerbach taste itself. And I think there's a hint of IPA that's killing all of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Randy, what are you doing? Yeah, what the hey, hey, da, 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 da. Yeah, you come here. For clarification, he was pawing at the buffalo again under your picture. (laughs) Hi. Say hi. Can you say hi?
Oh, there's a microphone. Oh, yeah, this is my 